Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 145 of the Ask the Coach Show, where ping skills helps you improve your table tennis. Now, 145 equals one factorial plus four factorial plus five factorial. The only other numbers that are the sum of the factorials of their digits are one, two, and 40,585. So if we make it to show 40,585, Alice, I'm going to bring this back out again. Very exciting stuff. Anyway, today we're going to announce the winners of our Japan Open contest. So stay tuned, everybody. And we're going to look at how to improve your footwork, how to stay calm, Marlene's impressive serve, and we compare American ratings to the ITDF ratings. I'm Jeff Plum. And as always, Supercoach Alois Rosero is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey. And hopefully, hopefully you can hear me. We had a few tech news all with my internet, uh, but it sounds like it's all good now, Jeffrey. You am I coming in loud and clear? Yep, you're coming in loud and clear for the moment. So fingers crossed. Hopefully that stays for the rest of the show, Alois. Did you like my? Well, uh, no, well, let's, get, let's get the important things out of the way, Jeff. This day in history, 1995, 1995 Space Shuttle Atlantis and um, the Russian space station Mir docked um, together, forming the largest um, satellite satellite ever to orbit the year in 95 on this day at that wow. now most of it i got but you cut out a little bit so i lost a bit of the history but it sounded pretty impressive something about forming a larger satellite docking together and sounds awesome atlantis <laughs> russian satellite mer and atlantis Got together, it. biggest Excellent. satellite going around the Earth. That's fantastic. I love it. Now, Alois, um, the last Pink Sealers question of the day was, what is your favourite country in the world to visit? Interesting one. I, uh, I've had a chance to visit a few, but... Probably the one for me, the one that was um, a little bit unaware was Slovenia. Beautiful country. Really nice mountains, little villages. Loved Slovenia. What about you? Oh, so many good countries to pick from. Um, if I have to pick one, I'm going to go with Germany, the Rhine River, some great little places down there, Rudersheim, a great little village to visit along the Rhine. Um, yes, I'm going with Germany. Um, there you go. And, and I still haven't visited the US, Jeff. Oh, I've US, great to, to visit as well. countries yeah. around No, you're cutting out there, but Alois said he still hasn't visited the US. Maybe in the future we're going to have to um, arrange a ping skills trip to the US one year, Alois. That would be awesome. Sounds good. Like it. Do it. (laughs) All right. Now, um, the ping skills question of the day is, 
what is the best type of plastic ball you have used? So there has been a lot of discussion about the plastic ball and it seems like some brands are getting better. So we just want to hear from you. What is the best type of plastic ball that you've used? So get involved on our blog, on our Facebook page or on our YouTube channel, Google+. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know. All right. Now, as I mentioned at the start of the show, we are announcing the winners of our Japan Open Contest Alloy. So tell us about this. Okay, so da, 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 da. Damon, any winner, number one position. So he picked Zhu Xin winning 4-1 and Cheng Meng winning 4-2. So very close to uh, very close to the correct scores as well. Picked the two winners. So the actual winner one and Chen Meng three. So, Damon S, very close indeed, but you are the overall winner. And in second place, Nick also picked the two correct winners, Zhu Xin and Chen Meng, uh, but picked Zhu Xin at 4-0 and Chen Meng at 4-2. So, um, so, Damon S, number one. Fake Shafiq, number two. Well done, guys. Well done, Damon S and Fake Shahik. Great job. You win the quarterly premium membership. So we will get in contact with you guys soon. Thanks, everybody, for ending the competition. And, um, yeah, hopefully we'll have another one soon for all of you that missed out. All right. Um, and it was a pretty exciting Japan Open. Alois, uh, Zhu Zin getting up in the final in the men's. Yeah, and... Um... And it was really good to see, um, you know, uh, Yoshimura, the Japanese guy, get up and make the final as well. Um, he played he played really well uh, to get there. Um, but Zuzin in the end, a little bit strong uh, for me. Like, he's such a professional. Um, his, his forehand topspin was just exquisite in the end. Yeah, excellent. Um, um, Yep. Yeah. yeah, but uh, and, and then the the women women's was the real. No, we're losing alloys again. Sorry, people. Um, internet connection problems. This happens on a live show, but we will uh, push on anyway. When alloys comes back, we'll uh, we'll get some more insights from him. Now we'll try and get onto some questions. Noel has jumped on and used the Google Q&A app and he's asked, hello coaches, that was a great event at the Japan Open. Zuzin was fantastic. And he says, my question today is I want to improve my footwork in table tennis. What kind of exercises can I do? What do you think, Alois? So with footwork, it's a lot about repetition of the actual footwork movement. So just getting, getting there and doing some repetitive footwork drills doesn't really matter too much which ones you do but um, we've got a lot uh, set out in our training drills download that you can download for free um, and just do a lot of footwork drills firstly where you know where the ball's coming to and, and then you can start to do some more random drills put a link up drills download get on there and just try to do as many footwork drills as you can in during your training session. Great advice, Alois. 
And thanks for the question, Noel. And thanks for jumping on live on the show. Great to see. We love it when people jump on and ask us questions live. Um, next question is from William. He says, I've seen many videos on this topic, but when I try the tactics in them, I just can't calm down. I don't know why I get anxious or flustered. Tell me what the general root cause is. Also, if possible, give some tips on how to not get angry. Your ex. So if your expectations are a little bit higher than reality, then you do get a little bit so anxious. So you're not quite doing Oh, man, that's really hard to understand, Alois. I think we're going to have to play a bit of a guessing game here. I'm going to guess what Alois was saying because it's just not coming through. But I heard a few important words there. I heard expectations. And so... What I'm thinking here is this is he's talking about the root cause because if you're expecting to do really, really well and then suddenly you're not doing so well, that can put a lot of pressure on you and that can really, you know, make you get angry. So the expectations is one area where, you know, that really is a root cause of it. Um, but how do you not get angry? Let's see if we can get Alois back and then I'll play a guessing game and tell you what I think he said. Alois, how can you not get angry? Okay. Um, so just trying to find some um, methods of keeping yourself calm, some deep breathing, some breathing in your, in your abdomen there, starting to become a little bit more realistic. All right, it's all right, it's gone again. But there's something about deep breathing there. So I'm thinking he's talking about you need a routine that you use to calm yourself down. So one great technique is to use some deep breathing. So just concentrate on your breathing, and that way you're only focusing on your breath and you're not focusing on what might happen, whether you might win the next point, whether you might lose the game, whether you're playing badly. You're not focusing on any of that. And because that doesn't help you play better. So just by focusing on your breathing, it really helps you just calm down and, you know, not get angry. And you can't get angry if you're just focusing on your breath. So don't worry about anything else but your breath and that gets your concentration, you know, nice and sharp on one thing. And then you can get back to playing the next point and just worrying about the tactics for the next point because that's the only thing that's going to matter. All right. Any other um, any other tips there, Alois? I've heard it really well, Jeff. Well done. All right. Excellent. Good. 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 All right. Let's move on to the next question. And the next question is from Kevin. He says, "When I watch Marlene serve, I find it not only impressive on how much speed and spin is on the serve, but he also how well he disguises it." Not even the best can return it effectively. Can you recommend some effective tactics on legally hiding the serve? Yeah. So when, when we talk about legally, I'm talking about making it difficult. All right. Cutting out again, but I've got a few words in there. I heard... Um, legally, I heard variety, um, and you know, let's go with that. That's probably one of the biggest keys to a good, effective serve. 
because legally the opponent has to be able to see the contact with the ball. So the variety is what's going to trick them. So if you can do two serves that look similar, but one has a lot of backspin and one has less backspin, that's going to be hard for them to read every time because they're going to have to judge exactly how much spins on the ball. So variety is key. Now, it's not only variety in the spin, but the speed and the placement also makes the serve effective. So don't just keep serving straight to the backhand side and maybe even vary where you serve it from. So there's so many different ways you can vary a serve and that really makes it harder for your opponent. And um, with your serve, even, you know, you can vary between side spin and a little bit of top spin. It's just slight different angles on where you hit the ball. So, Kevin, get out there, practice um, variety. Work on different speed, different spin, and different placement. All right, good question, though, Kevin. And service is such an important part of the game, so it's good to see you working on that. All right, next question is from Andrew. And Andrew says, do you know how to convert international players to a U.S. ranking? I'm just curious. The top players in the U.S. are rated about 2,700 or so in the U.S. ratings. Any thoughts on this, Alloys? Yes. The U.S. has a world of one five four. There is Marlon, increase, but almost double number of points. All right. Now, Alloys, you're cutting out again, but I think I, I heard double, so I'm going to go with that. The, the highest U.S. player is ranked around 1,560-odd um, in the U.S. rating system. Um, but Ma Long is ranked with the ITDF on like 3,200 points, so almost double. So I guess if you take a U.S. rating and double it, that the best player and double it, that's how good Ma Long is compared to the best U.S. player. That's a pretty big difference, isn't it? Twice as good, but... I mean, those Chinese players are pretty hard to beat. And I'm not sure when the last time a US player actually beat a Chinese player. So um, that would be interesting. If anyone knows, leave a um, comment on our blog. We'd love to hear the answer to that. All right. Well, um, that was a pretty exciting show for me, having to guess what Alice was saying and, you know, try and relay it to you. Hopefully you still got some benefit out of that and still enjoyed the show. We'll be looking at fixing up some of those technical issues for the next show. But in the meantime, I'd just like to thank you for watching. Make sure you check out our website, pingskills.com. And if you haven't yet, sign up for our free newsletter. Give out free tips every week. Great way to keep involved and improve your table tennis. So go to pingskills.com. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Alloys. Thanks, Jeff. Bye. See you, everyone. Bye.